What's up guys, Isaiah Nunez here with Alpha Athletes. Today I'm here with this guy Bomberry, aka Coach Bomber. Bomber, thanks for coming on. No problem, Nooner. Good to be here. <laughs> um, Coach Bomber is going into his 23rd season with the Sac City Panthers. Uh, Coach Bomber is in charge of uh, pitching, also the recruiting coordinator with the Panthers. Um, I really want to just jump right into it. Um, we've been talking about Rapsodo a whole lot. Um, when it comes to coaching and your ability to just get through to guys. Um, how has Rap Soto basically evolved your ability to coach? I think what the Rap Soto does, it provides real evidence. Um, you're not basing your evaluation of a pitch on just your observation, just your opinion. Um, you're not looking at, you know, hey, you know, this guy had a curveball look just like yours and it was good. You're able to get some uh, measurable qualities for each pitch and with all the information that's available you can take those those numbers and compare them to big leaguers you can compare them to the college guys and so you can you know you can approach the pitcher and say look this is the pitch that you're attempting to throw and these are the numbers that you have right now and these are the numbers ideally where they should be and you're either really close or you're not close or whatever it might be, and you're able to go, okay, look, we need to do something different and we need to fix this. Um, and so I think, I think guys are a little bit more receptive because they know that you're not trying to cookie cut them. You're actually showing them, look, this is what it is. And this is not my opinion, right? Um, the numbers really don't lie. They, they're, they're right there in front of you. And as long as you know what they mean, you can use them to objectively evaluate what someone's doing. Mm -hmm. And something there right in front of you that, you know, like you said, it's not opinionated. And it's, and it's immediate. Based. It's, you know, the two or three seconds you're waiting, it's like, bang, there it is. You know, and I think, I think what happens to, you know, we've had Rapsodo for four or five years, so I've literally seen thousands upon thousands of pitches. Mm -hmm. uh, and so now you can, and again, you're still, that's a little bit of a guess, but you can start to make a connection between what you see with your eye and what the Rapsodo is going to say. With, within reason, I mean, it's not gonna be perfect, but um, just because of all the, all the pitches I've seen, you can kind of go, yeah, that's, that's usually gonna be a pretty good pitch based on what I'm seeing. And then, yeah, you pull out the Rapsodo and mm -hmm. you compare it just to make sure that you're right. Mm -hmm. Would you say it's it's sort of cut down the like time it's taken typically before Rapsodo is available to develop certain pitches? I think yes and no. I think yes from the standpoint of once you decide the direction that you're going to go, mm -hmm. it really speeds up the process. Um, where it can kind of slow things down, and I don't mean it in a bad way, is when you're looking at what the Rapsodo is telling you and you're going, oh my God, we're nowhere close to where we should be. You know, you take a guy who's been a, a two-seam, you know, slider guy his whole career before he's ever thrown on the Rapsodo, mm -hmm. and then you get his Rapsodo numbers, and it's like, well, you don't have any horizontal break. Um, your slider's really not doing what you think it's doing, and you're spinning it like crazy. Um, we might need to change directions here on how you're gonna go about getting hitters out. Mm -hmm. So, <clears throat> I think that part slows down, but I think it slows down for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. It's not slowing down the learning necessarily. You're just able to go, okay, 
uh, we need to change directions for you and your development. And, you know, we should do it with these things in mind. And then you can put together a game plan to attack it from that side of it. So, yeah, you might take a guy who has been fairly successful with what he has. But, you know, if you're really into the development of that player, you might have to go, okay, look, I know that you were pretty good doing X, Y, and Z. But if you want to continue this, you're going to have to go in a different direction because these things aren't going to continue to play, right? And your profile sets up better to be this type of guy. And very rarely, it's not like a, a wholesale change usually. It's like one or two things where you're looking at, okay, look, you maybe need to be more of a curveball guy or you should probably think about eliminating one of your fastballs because they're basically doing the same thing. You're just holding them different. It's usually something small. There's very few times you're just going, okay, we need to just start over. Right. That doesn't happen very often. Mm -hmm. Does it almost show like almost an identity of a guy? So like you said, if they are, if they have been like a two seam slider guy and they profile more like a curveball four seam guy, does it sort of show them like what kind of guy they should be? Yeah, it can. Um, and you know, a lot of times that's a, that, that's kind of a different, different conversation and it's not an easy conversation you know all the yeah. time um, because Almost reinventing them you are um, you know when we when we first got the rap soto and I'll be very honest I was not very well equipped when we first got it <clears throat> but I knew enough that I thought I could you know help some guys but we had a guy who the previous year was a bullpen guy wasn't very effective had like a six and a half ERA coming out of the pen and we got the Rapsodo and he was always four seam fastball, 12, six curveball. That's, that's what he did. That's what he did in high school. Um, that's his freshman year. And so we got the Rapsodo, put him on it and low spin, low efficiency, low spin on the curveball. It's like, okay, well, here's why you had a six ERA. You're throwing these two pitches all the time, and neither one of them is any good. And I said, just, and it was in the fall, and I said, look, here's the deal. For the next three or four weeks, and if it doesn't work, we'll go back to what you've always done. But for the next three or four weeks, let's just go try to go two-seamer, let's go slider, and change up. And let's scrap the other two for like three or four weeks, and let's just see what happens. And I didn't know it was going to happen. But I knew that if he continued the other way, he probably wasn't going to have a ton of success. <clears throat> and so he did it for three or four weeks, and all of a sudden you're getting awkward swings. You're getting swings and misses. The ground ball rate goes up. And I'm like, okay, now maybe we are onto something. Like maybe this was kind of the unlock for him. And he ended up being our number one starter the following year and had a phenomenal year throwing basically two seamers and sliders. Two pitches that you know he was told in high school he shouldn't throw because they didn't look right. The slider wasn't going to work, um, but because of the technology, we were able to see that maybe his two seam fastball and slider weren't the best pitches in the world, but they were better than the other options. Mm -hmm. And so we just rode those to death, and he had a really good season. That's what he's doing still to this day. That's interesting because. The Rapsodo almost creates this buy-in for guys. Like it shows, like, like you said, this guy had low spin, low everything, 
right? And it showed that he should be a two-seam slider guy. And I think if you don't have the Rob Soto and you just try and convince them that they are that type of guy, you don't have that buy-in. For sure. And there, there are guys... There are guys who won't listen to the Rob Soto either. Like, I've dealt with that before. You know, you're looking at a guy going, look, you throw your four-seam fastball like this, it's actually got pretty decent carry. And then you're throwing your two-seam fastball, and it's basically the same thing, but with less carry. Why are you throwing both? It's the same pitch. But they'll continue to do it. And even with that kid that I mentioned, that buy-in wasn't immediate. I mean, it took a while. you know, he told me afterwards, like when the season was over, before he left to go away to school, he's like, I didn't want to believe it, you know, but I did it because you asked me to. And all of a sudden I started to be more successful and it was more the success than anything else. They created the buy-in. It wasn't the Rapsodo telling him, hey, you're not any good. Yeah. Um, and that's the other thing you have to pay attention to as well is like you have this idea that you're that you come up with based on what the rap soda was telling you. And then you start trying to attack hitters that way. If guys aren't successful, you know, you are going to have to fight that for a little bit. And I think you, the other part of that too, is as the coach, you have to be aware enough to go, okay, we are pitching the way the rap soda is telling us we should be pitching. Mm -hmm. Is it working? Because that's the other part. Just because the Rap Soto is in love with the pitch, it doesn't mean it's going to be effective if the guy can't land it often enough. Sure. You know, and we've we've run into that. I mean, we've had guys where like the Rap Soto was saying X, Y, and Z. This is the way you should go. <clears throat> but you know, we weren't aware enough as coaches to go. Yeah, that may be true, but X, Y, and Z aren't strikes. Mm-hmm. And these other two options are strikes way more often. You know, I, and I will say this, I have yet to see, I have yet to see a pitch that performs well on the Rapsodo that gets hit. Now, I, you will see plenty of times when guys don't have a great pitch or have a good pitch on the Rapsodo that they may not get in the strike zone often enough to be useful. But I have yet to see someone who had a really good pitch based on Rapsodo numbers that got hit very often. Now, that might change, and maybe it's just the way I'm remembering things, but I've never really seen a guy who had something that performed well on the Rap Soto that didn't perform well when it was in the strike zone. Interesting. I think we've got time for one more question. Um, I mean, like I said at the beginning, you've been coaching for 23 years. You've had this technology for four to five years. How has it sort of changed or evolved the recruiting process also when getting guys to the next level? You know, I think, I'll talk about it in two different ways. So it helps our recruiting when we're trying to find players to bring into our program Mm -hmm. because we can go, look, here's the deal. Um, We have this technology that we're going to use all the time that is really going to provide you with a really good path to follow for your personal development, Mm -hmm. right? Because... I think the, the best use of the Rap Soto is just understanding <clears throat> how your pitches should be used. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great for pitch development and all that stuff and identifying the spin rates. And But the reality of it is you still have to get on the mound. You still have to get guys out. And when you have Rap Soto data, you can go, okay, look, <clears throat> these are your best pitches. 
let's throw them all the time, mm-hmm. right? The, the old idea of, well, hey, you got to throw, you got to establish your fastball and you got to throw primarily fastballs and like all this technology has just said, no, that doesn't make any sense. You look at in the big league level, <clears throat> very few pitchers are throwing more than like 50% fastballs. The Cleveland Indians this year as a pitching staff, I think threw 40% fastballs as an entire team, right? And I think part of that is just the technology that's available now. Um, now, as far as <clears throat> when we're trying to move players on, good programs ask for rap soto numbers all the time. Professional teams ask for rap soto numbers all the time. Now, some guys have a better idea about how to use them than others, um, but more and more teams are asking for them. Um, like the last two falls, we've had professional organizations ask for um, Rapsoda reports on our guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, I think when you can, when you can tell a guy, look, you know, I only throw, you know, he throws 88, but he throws 88 with 2,400 RPM fastball spin at 98% efficiency. That means something now, right? It's not like you're going, he throws 88 and then you just stop, right? And, and that's it. Now you can say, okay, it's, it's 88, but it also has these qualities. Um, and the same thing with the breaking ball, right? You know, 10 years ago, yeah, he has a really good curveball. You know, now it's like, yeah, he's got a 26 RPM curveball with 20 inches of vertical break. Like that means more, right? So um, I think when you have that information, it's just part of the recruiting. Um, it can be more impactful in the recruiting. Um, you know, it's obviously still going to come down to, you know, ERA and strikeouts and, and grade point average just as much. But, you know, you can, when you have, when you're dealing with coaches who are interested in it, and it's not all of them, that's for sure, there's still a large group of coaches who just don't care um, for whatever reason. I think you can paint a much clearer picture of the picture you're trying to promote when you have that information. It shows a bigger picture of a clearer picture of what the athlete has in their arsenal, but like also like it doesn't show what they have on the mental side, if that makes sense. As far well, as yeah, athlete. for sure. I mean, it's the thing with the rap soda is it's still just measuring physical attributes. It's measuring physical skills, which obviously if you don't have them, then nothing else will matter either anyway. But <clears throat> Having good rep set numbers doesn't mean you're any good. Right. You know, you still, you have to ask, okay, well, you know, where am I throwing it? Is it getting hit? Um, how often is it in the strike zone? You know, those things are still all the questions that have to get answered. And a lot of those things are more about mental skills than anything else. Um, Command is not really about anything mechanical. Command isn't about anything physical usually. Because if that was the case, then everyone who had good command would look the same. And that's obviously not true. Um, So you're looking at more of the the psychological skills um, that come with uh, experience and and mental skills training. Uh, And again, the rap soto can't tell you that. Mm Now that would be the thing right there if you could find that that technology. That'd be crazy. I think that's all we got. But thanks for coming on. No problem. Appreciate Anytime. It.